is going to surprise you. What? <laughs> when I see a young woman with a nice pair of teeth. Oh. Got you there. <laughs> Turns me on is crazy. I love talking about fame because I think it makes people uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> this is an uncomfortable <laughs> smile. <laughs> Hello, my billion dollar baby, and welcome back. I'm your host, Tara Electra, and on this podcast, we break down the billion dollar ideas from today's cultural leaders who push past the traditional route to create their very own pathway to success. Today's going to be such a cool episode. I'm sitting in bed with a well-known actor who has taken his career into his own hands by dropping out of high school, leaving his hometown, and sleeping on his friend's floor to chase his dreams. This person has not wavered his focus throughout the competitive world of acting and landed it big in a star role on a hit TV show that's gaining millions of views. He is going to dive deep into the mindset for success, how to make it in Hollywood, and what it really takes to be a successful actor in the entertainment industry. So welcome, Michael Bayling. Hello. Hello. How are you? Welcome to Billion Dollar Baby. Happy to be here. Thank you're you. a, you're definitely a billion dollar baby, so Am I'm excited I? to have you. Okay. Yes, I just, I just initiated de- I, you. I've been deemed one. <laughs> the moment you sit in this bed, it's just, you're there. I love it. I love it. <laughs> So obviously you've done so many amazing things with your career, Mm. but before we really dive deep into what you're doing now, I first want to start with like, how would you describe yourself as a kid growing up? (sighs) This is deep. This is not that deep. Like who uh, were you as a kid? I was a fun, free spirited, just easygoing kid who just wanted to, I think, laugh and then also make people laugh. I I, kind of was... A class clown to a degree and you know always was trying to get the giggle or try to get the laugh and that got me into trouble in high school but um but yeah as a kid I was just I was the most free-spirited kid ever man just like flying free didn't have a care in the world and 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 was just was just was was solid yeah solid so would you say you're an extrovert as a kid I was okay but kind of like we were talking about before now I'm I'm in here I'm introverted especially post-covid it's just like weird I don't like to I mean I like to do things but if I was inside for the entirety of the day, I'd do that. Yeah, it's you nice know? sometimes. I don't know. What did you want to be when you were growing up? When I was growing up, I, I had a few different careers <laughs> that I wanted to try. As a kid, I think I wanted to be a firefighter, as every you know kid I think thinks of at some point. I wanted to be a, a police officer. I, I went through a pretty stint, a pretty, uh, pretty long stint from like sixth grade to... I don't know, ninth or 10th grade where I was really like focusing on law enforcement, especially like in my hometown and like did the ride alongs. I was a cadet, all of these things like, you know, leading me towards this path. And then, and then, um, I, I kind of realized that that wasn't what I wanted to do. I don't know what it was that, that kind of sparked that for me to switch. Um, and I remember writing a paper my freshman year wanting to be an actor and, um, my, my teacher told me that it wasn't a realistic thing. She said, the paper's fine, but like, just, you know, maybe strive for something more realistic, you know, growing up in Indiana. It's a very fair thing to say growing up in Indiana. Um, when I tell that story, my friends are always like, well, did you, do, 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 did you like send her an email to let her know what you're doing? I'm like, no, I didn't send her an email. Like, what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, and then after that paper was written, um, I was like, okay, cool. And then my mom was in science or was in the health field, so I kind of just shifted my focus and... And went on the went on the science. So, 
I, I going in high school. Excuse me, I'm fumbling over my words. In high school, the back end of high school, I focused on you know biology and, and okay, wanting cool. to be a cardiovascular surgeon if possible. Okay, so then the teacher told you like this isn't realistic. So mm-hmm. then you're like, hey, I'm gonna switch. Yeah. And then how long did you do that for until you were just like, no? My sophomore year of college. Wow. Yeah. So what was it that like intrigued you about acting to even get you to write that paper? The Dark Knight. The film, The Dark Knight, Batman. Have you seen it? Yes, okay. of course. Thank goodness. <laughs> no, that, that film, Heath Ledger's performance in that film, um, it definitely it just sparked something in me. And, and uh, a lot of my friends in high school, we all liked just, you know, watching television as everybody does, <laughs> now that I say that out loud. Um, and we liked to recite things to each other. Growing up as a kid, my cousin reminded me of this, actually, the cousin that you met. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, that side of the family, our side of the family, we loved movies. We spent so much time watching movies, whether it's on car rides or whatever, and we would recite movie scenes back and forth to each other. So like from like nine, nine years old to today, I still do it today. I can just recite random movie lines for, for some reason. Just I have that, it just, it just sticks to me. Um, I forget what your question was. But. That's actually really cool, though, because sometimes in your life, you'll like try to figure out like, OK, what was like my pure, authentic truth when I was younger that I actually like enjoyed mm-hmm. without all the labels and society like pressure. So it's cool that you like look back and you're like, holy shit, I actually liked to do that. Yeah, it's it's interesting to reflect in, in that in that way. But uh, I kind of forgotten about it. But yeah, he reminded me that like that's what we used to do all the time. So I remember doing it in high school and in college and. Um, my friends would be like, oh, here goes Mike again, you know, just because like once I get into it, I can't, I can't kind of stop. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, te- wrote the paper. Teacher was like, this is not realistic. Okay, cool. Switch to science. It was a biology pre-med in college until my sophomore year. And freshman year and sophomore year of college, I kind of had this weird, I was in a weird mental state freshman year and sophomore year. I was away from home. I had broken this foot for the second time and I wasn't running track and field anymore. I just, I, I, um. I, my foot couldn't do it anymore. And uh, I had discovered a pair of YouTubers who are still very prevalent today um, that kind of it just, just made me have this realization that if they can do something, you know, as significant from moving from the Midwest, it's the Paul brothers. I know that they're, you know, whatever. I know I, people hate on them. People but hate I on them, but say, you I'm ha- like, look what they've done respect people hate on them for their obnoxiousness their their whatever and sure if you don't not you're not at that into that type of content that's fair um but you have to respect what they did you gotta put some respect on them so like for them to be from ohio and to move from ohio to, to los angeles i was like oh wow this kid can do it I'm not saying that I'm the same as him at all, but like this is somebody from the Midwest who I can resonate with. I didn't know anybody else from the Midwest who had any type of aspiration to be an actor or be in 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 Hollywood, if you will. Um, so to see them do it is is kind of where I had this idea. Like, okay, cool. Let me try. Let me try. That's so cool. Um, thank you. And then like I went from there to like to modeling and uh, took commercials like in the Midwest, and then I came out to to LA in January of 2018 and. So what was like the first, obviously when you decide you want to do acting, it feels like a whole, like Mm -hmm. it's a whole thing. There's a lot in it. Sure. So like, where did you first be like, okay, I'm going to start here. Like, how did you know where to begin? I, 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 I didn't even know 
when I left college that I wanted to be like an actor. I didn't know what that was yet. I just knew I liked movies and things like that. I liked social media. I liked the vlogging aspect. I liked uh, just entertaining people through our little rectangular devices, right? Um, so first things first, before I even left school, I had joined a modeling agency and just kind of was riding that wave for a lot mm-hmm. of, for a year and a half, if you will. Um, rode that wave and just had fun doing that. And then it just slowly evolved. Like the, the, the shoots turned into like mini campaigns in downtown Indianapolis for finish line, like random things like that. And then it turned into like commercials, like Mm -hmm. commercials, like uh, regional commercials in Chicago, Ohio, Kentucky, various things like that. And then it, and then an audition came my way and I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, I think it was like a Chicago fire and I I can still cringe to the day because I know exactly how the self-tape looks. Um, And so then I talked to my agent. I talked to my agent's friend who was a coach down in Louisville, started to work with him more one-on-one. I went to New York for a little bit and did some classes up there and then just kind of fell even more in love with this creative process of building out a character, studying a script and and just breaking things down. Um, And then just after uh, several auditions, that I had that I didn't get in, in Louisville, my agent was like, you're ready for LA. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I've been on one set, like relax. But, um, but then, but then from there, you know, I just trusted her, trusted myself and, and, and you know, had the support of my parents to a, to a degree, you know, they, they were, they weren't thrilled whenever I said I was going to leave biology pre-med to go be a model and, and, you know, act. But, um, you know, they're proud and, and, and their support was uh, definitely ne- necessary and needed. Was Hollywood scary to you at first when you looked at it? Were you like scared or were you excited? I was just, I was so hungry and I was so excited and, and I just wanted to attack it. So I wasn't fearful of it. I was that's just cool. excited. I was just, man, I was just excited. I feel like that's the best way to go about everything is like you have to like be excited and you also have to have fun. Mm-hmm. If you're not having fun, then like you're not going to align with things or actually enjoy it or be good at it. Like some people are just like they re- after a while, they're not actually having fun anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's cool that you were like excited to be here and we're like, OK, let's just do it. What do you think makes you different from most people that don't make it in Hollywood? Um, I think that a lot of it has to do with luck, time and place. Um, but I guess something different about myself is, is, is I'm not afraid to make a fool of myself. And I think a lot of people can come out here with this idea that I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I only want it to be like this, this, and this. And I think you can put yourself into a box very, very quickly as opposed to letting yourself just do anything, do everything, make a fool of yourself. Like it's, it's going to be messy. Let it be messy. Um, and just have fun with it. I think some people can That's get so two cool. in their heads. That's so cool that you say that because one of the other guests I've had on, he did really well in his career and he said the, a similar thing. Really? Yeah. He was like, I blew up from my show because I feel like I was the only one that didn't care so much. He said, everyone else felt like they had to be a certain way. And I'm just like, I'm just going to have fun. Like, yeah, <laughs> do your thing. Like it's your life at the end of the day. Like you, you, everybody else's judgment doesn't matter to a degree, of course, but mm-hmm. Whatever you're going to do, do it. People are going to judge you no matter what, bros. Like, do it. Do it. When you go into an audition, do you feel like, because obviously, I mean, maybe not obviously to a lot of people, but I feel like belief is the most important thing. Like, you have to believe in yourself, and then you have to have probably a level of confidence. Mm -hmm. So when you walk into an audition, what do you do to be in your best version when you're going into an audition? 
Uh, just be the most prepared I can be. Uh, be as off book as I can. Um, and then just, you know, uh, also kind of like what you said, believe that you can see yourself in this role. Because if you're just doing this audition because your team wants you to do it, in most cases it's just going to be a wash. Um, but if you, if you you know, take the time to prep, which you don't always get as an actor, unfortunately, like you could get a call today and says you got an audition tomorrow. Here's six pages, go learn it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but if you have the time to prepare, then be prepared. Um, I think that's what makes me the most confident and comfortable whenever I'm on a set or in an audition room is is being off book and, and being able to just go in and roll with the punches and also being open to feedback and being open to coaching. That's, I think, what my coach tells me, one of the, the biggest things that people struggle with is if you prep a scene all night long and we get in to do a scene and the director says to you, that was great, but try it this way. And it's a totally different way from what you had been you know, envisioning in your head. Some people really struggle to be able to do it the director's way. To be able to switch up their game plan, to be flexible. And I think that's something that uh, you just, you have to have. You have to have it. Wow, that's interesting. I feel like that would be hard. You're like, I already practiced it this way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, but you gotta like, yeah, you gotta just, you know, flip it, flip a switch in the moment, you know? Wow. And then I was going to say too, also if like you're acting and then someone says like constructive criticism on what you did it's mm -hmm. probably hard for a lot of people to stay confident and not just be like oh i suck or sure. like i didn't do this right sure and i think that that, that can come with with any career mm -hmm. realistically you know i think that that you had just people just need to be sponges mm -hmm. just be a sponge let let if, it, if it's if it's constructive criticism and maybe it's a little bit harsh let it bounce off or like absorb it and like change your ways into this you know to help to hopefully you know make yourself a better person and a better actor or a better podcaster or whatever it is yeah definitely you know what you reminded me of too when you were speaking is have you seen um have you heard about how will smith got the role for fresh prince of bel-air Mm -mm. No, you didn't? Mm -mm. Oh my God, I want to send you this YouTube video. It's so good. I heard that he used to memorize his counterparts' lines too. So he would like be like mumbling their, yeah. their lines. I, I knew that, but... You have to listen to his book, The Will. The Will? It's just called Will, but it's so good. You I would like love that. it. Okay. Um, but there's a part where he talks about, and it's a YouTube video too, but he talks about how he, he had someone say like, oh, can you even do that? Or can you do this role? Um, and he's like, yeah, I would love to be an actor. And like, he goes to this party and then right then and there, he thought he was just meeting people for the opportunity for the role. And they're like, no, everyone paused. They turned off the music and they gave him a script. They're Sorry. like, read it. And he's never acted in his life. And then he's like, Hey, no, like, let's do it in like a, a two weeks. Like, let me memorize the script and I'll come back. And they're like, Oh yeah, two weeks. But then this person's going to be busy. And this person from like CBS or something is going to be busy oh and they're not going to be able to make it. So then what? And he's like, okay, three weeks, three weeks. And he's like, all right, well, then coordinating this person and this person, then he's like, you, you take it now or like your, your shot's over. And mm. then he's like, okay, give me five minutes. And then he went into the bathroom, memorized it. Damn. And then he came out and then he did it like great. And everyone was laughing and loved him. And then he signed the paperwork at the party. Oh, wow. For the role. I hope his agent was there. Jeez. <laughs> he didn't have didn't, an agent. I hope they didn't kill I don't think him he even had an agent. He didn't have a lawyer. There was like a lawyer at the party. It was like a whole thing. Oh, wow. So it was just so cool how you said sometimes like you have to be adaptable. And then sometimes you don't have time to memorize the role. Mm. You're like, do that much work on it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like like one of the benefits of in-person auditions because you can go in with your script 
and you can hold it. And if you drop a line, you kind of just come down and organically find it, and then you come back up. Mm-hmm. And that's what I miss about in-person auditions. But um, but that, again, being adaptable and, and not having enough time to to fully memorize or fully kind of prep for this character or the character that you may be playing. Can you remember a time in your career that you wanted to give up? I don't think so. Wow, that's amazing. Let me think. Let me let me let me think. <laughs> like any time where it was getting like too hard, and you kind of like maybe felt like you wanted to just be like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. No. Wow. Never. That's amazing. Mm-mm. I was just always like, let's try it. Let's try it. And let me keep trying. And, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Cool. But I, I never, th- I never came to a point where I was like, I came to a point whenever I was here for pilot season, when I was out of money and I was like, I got to go home. So my manager, and he was like, no, you can't go home. Like we've already, we're in the process of negotiating some things. You can't go home. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, um, that was probably the only time, but I never wanted to give up. No. Wow. That's cool. And so what was that time like for you when you didn't really have money? You didn't know where this was heading. Did Mm -hmm. you ever have like self doubt or were you just pretty much like what I'm trying to understand is there's some people that have like so much writing on something being successful that they almost have resistance to it. And they almost like have, are critiquing it more. There's some people that are just, like you said, having fun and enjoying the process. And then there's also some people that like set a time limit on something. They'll be like, okay, I'm going to put my all into this for one year and go hard. And if I don't make it, I'm going to go back to my other Mm. life path or career. So like, what do you, which one do you feel like you were? I, um, Back then, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to vision me like walking down the street at 21 years old in California. Um, there was definitely moments where it could have turned back. Whenever I first, <laughs> whenever I first got here, um, I had, a, I had a friend in Indianapolis who was a model friend of mine, and he had moved to LA a few months before me. And I'd been contacting with him. I was like, Yo, I'm gonna come out in January. Like, can I? Is there any way I can crash on your couch? And he's like, Absolutely. I'm like, Bet. I get off the plane. He texts me he's like, "Hey, I was like, cool. Like, I'm on my way to you." He's like, "Nah, sorry, you can't." My roommate said you can't stay on the couch. I was like, "Damn, crazy, cool, whatever. We're gonna adapt. We're gonna improvise. We're gonna overcome." I get a motel, stay there for one night. During that night, I'm like looking up Airbnbs. Like, I have like probably like three grand like to use for this three months, which I thought was gonna work. Anyways, um, and you know i find an airbnb in burbank i'm able to get there from like you know the 16th to january 16th like february 4th for like 1700 dollars, which is crazy it was in the sketch part but it's fine <laughs> we, we, we we were fine um so i was there and I, it, at that point i definitely could have just been like in that motel room i thought to myself should i just like go home save up money for a few more months and then come back later i had that thought but i thought you know what fuck it pardon my french i'm here like, like let me do this and 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 um, now, luckily, once that Airbnb ran out and there was no more bread to put into anything, um, a friend who I had made out here, he was like, "You can crash on my floor." And I was like, "Absolutely, I would love that." I'll take your floor. I, would, I will take your floor. So I I was on the floor for like a month and a half with him. No way, yeah. a month and a half. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was solid. See commitment. Commitment. You know, got a sleeping bag. It popped on his radiator. <laughs> In North Hollywood, and then I, I got another one that also popped, and uh, couldn't seem to figure out the airbag. So I was just like, you know what? Let me just stay on the bed. Let me just stay on the floor. Excuse me. Yeah. 
Wow, that's so cool. Was it the feedback in the role that really helped you keep going? Definitely, definitely. It was definitely people from my hometown, people in this business who, you know, had uh, seen it and, and, you know, had had really expressed joy from witnessing it. Um, And there was also just, you know, during the time off from that particular role, I was able to go find other roles and and work on other things. Um, And that made me think, okay, cool. If, if you only see me as this one particular character, now I have shown you that I can see, I can do other things as well. And so to be able to, to, to bounce from this first role and, and kind of, uh, I guess, move forward with the positive feedback that I've received from family, from friends, from acquaintances, from people on the street, um, that was a surreal moment when somebody recognizes you from, from a show and you're like, what? I, I, still, I still trip out every time because I'm like in the, you know, Pumping gas or doing something random, like "Hey, really like your show." I'm like, "Oh, okay, thank you." Like, you watched it? I don't know. Um, it's always surreal to me. It's always appreciated, but always surreal. That's perfect because it goes into my next question. Fantastic. Let's roll. Perfect. Um, okay, so I love talking about fame because I think it makes people uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> and I think that this it's an uncomfortable such a- <laughs> smile. <laughs> I think that it's like. It's, it's funny to me because everyone, like the most sought after things in life other than love mm. are money and fame. Sure. Like fame is a very huge thing people want to chase, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a very taboo topic and it's very interesting. So when that all like started unfolding for you, what was that like? It, it came in, it, oh, what was it like? It was interesting. And that's not a good enough answer, so I'm gonna dive a little bit deeper. It was, it was kind of eerie, and and it got lonely after after some time, and especially like when it kind of gets into your head. But it's kind of almost like a high when you see when you would see the these notifications of you know your following jump from ten thousand to half a million in you know two months. That's weird. That doesn't make any sense. Um, and then you just kind of feel, I felt this way. Some of my other, you know, um, coworkers felt this way of just like, like everyone's looking at us. Like, stop. Like, let me, like, let me hide. It, it, it didn't. It doesn't make any sense because it's, it's all coming from love, right? This, this, or I guess fame, fans. It comes from fan, but like fan is short for fanatic. So you also got to remember that every single, you know, no matter what you do. But wow, it. It, it it got lonely at a time because you you think that everyone's out to get you, and, you know, <laughs> it's like you 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 feel like this anxiety that that people are using you or or you know in some cases they they very much so were, mm-hmm. um, but when it first hit it was just like oh wow, this is this is cool. I didn't think anything too much of it. But again, when you saw those notifications, cool. Sometimes there's a high. Now I've got my notif- notifications turned off. Like it doesn't do anything, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't express, I can't express, like, I can't articulate well, what it felt like in the moment. Well, I'll ask you more questions. Well, so I imagine some people around you changed how they were, mm. even people you knew once you got famous, right? Unequivocally. Yeah. So what was that like? <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there were some people who, who grew in the, the fame, if you will, um, with, with me, and, and you could see some changes in their behavior, and, and that was just like, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, still me. What are you doing? <laughs> um, but then, it, but I think what was more telling were, was people who, with their approach to me, 
they didn't know how to talk to me or they didn't, you know, I don't know, okay, talk to you, you're Hollywood now. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, shut up. Like, especially from your hometown, esp- I imagine. Especially, especially from my hometown, dude. Either people would, because I'd go home for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, and just go to my, the, the three bars that we have in my hometown, you know, we'd go, we'd all go out and, and you know, get, get drunk and, and that was it. And you would see somebody in passing that you probably haven't talked to since high school and not because of anything negative, just, you know, life. And they'd be like, oh, hey, Hollywood. I'm like, nah, dude, get fucked. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for cursing all this much, but like, um, that would be annoying. Um, that would be really annoying. Um, and then some friends would just be like, yo, man, you, you think you can let... <laughs> I know, everyone gets like, asked some funny like, shit. Yo, man, you think you can, like, like post me on your, on your Instagram? I'm like, well, you want to post a picture of you? Like, I don't have any photos with you, bro. Like, like, no, no, like tag me. Like, so the girls, like, I'm like, no, get out of here. Like, that's not how it works, first of all. But some people, like, they have this, 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 this idea of, of fame or Hollywood. And once you're here and once you have a check mark on your phone, mm-hmm. that, that, you're, that you're something important. Yeah. And you're really not. Well, what's to interesting, too, is, like, some people get fame and then they get the attention and then they want more, 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 mm-hmm. more because they maybe it's not f- as fulfilling as they thought it would be. Right. Kind of start to feel like the world could be not, like a lot of people could not be real to you, so you get more secluded. Mm-hmm. Then you also don't know who you could trust. Correct. And then you also don't know people's intentions. That's a big one. And then how 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 often do you like come across people where you're like, do you like me for me or mm-hmm. do you like me because of... Every day. So how do you deal with that? I have a radar, <laughs> kind of like a, no, I have a radar. Um, it's just like you, it's usually people are really bad at hiding their intentions. It's just, it's written all over their face. Yeah, that's like, cool. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be simple with you, but like, I'm going to keep you at an arm's length because like, I, 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 I either I can't figure it out yet or I know what you're up to. Um, and that's just weird. It's also just weird to have to have your guard up, which is like why another reason like why I could just be like in my house. I can have people over that I know and trust and love. Mm-hmm. We can play video games. We can drink. We can do whatever we want to do at the house. We don't have to go out and deal with these interactions with people. Um, but that's no way to live. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you just kind of have to, you kind of weed it out. And that's not fair to a lot of new people in my life that, mm-hmm. that I've either been like, I've written you off um, and maybe I was wrong. Um, but and, 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 but that's just kind of like the loneliness that I speak about of feeling like you can't make any new friends or, or can't uh, trust anybody because of, of, of this idea that people who you know, know you from a certain body of work or, or social media, because all of these people may know you from those things, it, it, it makes me feel like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, like shelled up, yeah. like a hardened person mm-hmm. for no reason. No, it makes sense. Yeah. It definitely makes sense because I don't think a lot of people can understand what that's like to like go out on a daily daily basis, meet new people, and then never know like, someone really like me for me and my personality and just because we happen to talk right now or do they know who I am mm-hmm. and are like their intentions real like that's a constant like that's not just like oh I go to work and I get I get treated like this this is like your life 
It's like daily. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. You know, I asked for it though to a degree. That's like the that's the argument, right? Like yeah, you, you know what you're getting it. into it. You know, there's pros to, 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 to having a certain job and and being known, if you will, and there's cons to it, and that's fine. Um, but yes. Okay, so tell us some of the beautiful parts of it. Oh. <laughs> just getting to travel and getting to go and do things like I'll never forget one of the wildest <laughs> the wildest things I've ever done was I went to a sweet 16 party I was paid to go to a sweet 16 party in the Bahamas no in the Virgin Islands excuse that's me that's cool over Christmas break like we had finished for the, our, you know, our time in the, uh, of work and then I was gonna go home and they're like hey we actually have this cool opportunity do you wanna go do this just like spend two days in uh, the Virgin Islands, go to this one party for this this chick, this girl. I can't think of her name right now, which is terrible. But I usually remember her name. I went to the party. We all played games. The parents were all there. It was chill. They were cool. They were from Indiana. Oh, that's so they cool. They were from India, And then we all flew on the same plane back to Indiana. I that's was like, that's cool. a trip. That's a trip. And yeah. then I drove home to Columbus and spent Christmas with my family. But it's great. Yeah. That was wild. Um, and then just like randomly... You know, if you're at a club and they recognize you, they might give you a bottle. Cool. Yeah. Um, People treat you a little, like, nicer yeah, in certain scenarios. Definitely. Take care of you a little better. Definitely. I, yes. <laughs> definitely. They, they definitely could take care of you a little bit better. Like, I've, I've been to the Indianapolis 500, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I've befriended a lot of the Indianapolis 500 people. But, like, at first it was it was very much so, like, a, hey, this kid's from Indiana. He's doing this thing. Put him, let's get him in our track. Let's get him on the track. And, and, and you know, it's blossomed into a nice friendship with a lot of those people over there. Um, but at first, a lot of those cool opportunities just kind of start from, it's, it's marketing. Mm-hmm. It's their marketing. Their marketing because to bring someone in who has reach or has somewhat of a reach, I'm not going to say have crazy reach, but somewhat of a reach, it's going to help them in the long run. Yeah, um, for sure. So it's like to have those opportunities is a lot of fun. Um, and then to just get to, 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 live a life that I like, mm-hmm. take care of my family and travel. I don't know, the freedom, the flexibility of, w- of what I do, I guess is awesome. Yeah, for but sure. Just the fame. What, what, wait, you tell me. <laughs> I was going to say to you, like, I, we were, I was thinking about it too, like influencer fame mm-hmm. and celebrity, like actor fame is very different. Yes, but I feel like sometimes influencer fame sometimes hits, dude. I feel like it hits harder. I just, well, you know what I think it is, and I'm curious to think what you think. I'm curious to hear what you think, is influencers, they're, fam- they're famous for fans feeling like they know them because Correct. they're very much like showing themselves constantly. Yeah. Whereas like actors who are famous they love you for this role. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're more mysterious because like, who are you? <laughs> who are you really, who am Michael? I? <laughs> tune, on, tune in next week. Um, <laughs> I think here's here. I concur with you. I concur with you first and foremost. Um, however, I think I'm one of those actors that's very much so like in the influencer world. Mm-hmm. I'm not an influencer. Which I'm proud of you for doing well, that. Well, thank you. It's a future. <laughs> thank you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. It's, 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 I'm not afraid, like I said, I'm not afraid to go out and make a fool of myself, try things, do things, whatever. I'm, I'm live on Instagram, I'm live on TikTok, I'm on Twitch, I'm doing all of these random things that, you know, most traditional actors, a lot of my co-workers, they don't do these types of things. They don't like to do these types of things. I find joy in it. 
I find a lot of joy in it. And, and I don't mind sharing bits and pieces of my life with you because, again, like you said, that's going to create a more of an authentic relationship, a more authentic reaction. Again, you're a fan, so I'm going to keep you at a bay. Mm -hmm. But I want you to be able to relate to me. Mm-hmm. because I've seen the power that social media has and it. It's, it's pretty deep. Yeah. It's pretty deep. I've seen, oh, I, I guess, like what these, what these companies are doing with their marketing schemes when it, in, when it involves social media, and I, and I love and I enjoy being a part of it. Mm-hmm. Some of the brand deals that I've done are amazing, and I feel like it's because you put a little bit of your authentic self into, obviously, the work that you do. Mm-hmm. But then you also put a little bit of authentic self into the content that you create, whether it's a silly, goofy selfie, well, not really selfies, but like, you know, making TikTok videos, letting people just in on a little bit more of your life. But again, having your barriers and I mm-hmm. think having your, your limitations because if you don't have limitations, then, then you just open yourself up. You open yourself up for too much. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that, that's, that's too much. No, I'm proud of you for doing that because I feel like influencers got a bad rap for so many years. Mm. And like celebrities, I mean, still to this day, it's like every influencer wants to be a real celebrity. Like they all want to cross over into acting. I've noticed that. All of them. Yeah. Because they do still put the celebrities on a pedestal. And it's, I think, is because like it's so traditional. It's the traditional way to become famous. Like most of Hollywood is ran by these big agents and movie producers and all this stuff, right? Whereas influencers came out and they were like their own business. Mm-hmm. They like pop up and they have their own like yeah. media. Like they have their own, like they get millions of uh, views on something. So like they can create their own business. They can get their own money. Like they can do so much. Absolutely. And so that was kind of like an unknown thing for Hollywood. That's So I feel like what's funny is now this influencers want to cross over to the celebrity level and then a lot of the celebrities that are smart are starting to create a social media presence and be more authentic with their fans because they're like yeah why wouldn't i do this or why wouldn't i create my own fan base and make my own money too i mean yeah you see drew barrymore on tiktok shay mitchell on tiktok they're just they're doing the things they're doing the the same filters that you and i do sitting in our bed or on our couch you know um and, and and i like to see that as well yeah i like to see that as well it's just you're absolutely right yeah it's the industry is changing it has to mm-hmm. it has to it has to it has to yeah because i feel like the times where like like if you think back to like back in the day like um angelina jolie and brad pitt and those types of people like you'd see them i just remember when i was little they would be on like magazines and stuff but like you don't know them at all mm. You don't know anything about them. Mm -mm. They're very mysterious, but that was like who we all like fanned over. And then now these people are like sharing their life, not them specifically, but now it's more common for people to like gravitate to the ones that they feel like they know more. And that makes sense. And I think that that, that's what social media has done. Mm -hmm. Because I think before, before our time, movie stars were more authentic movie stars Mm -hmm. they had much more power like they had fan mail things like that people still get fan mail sure but now everybody's attainable by this you want to send a dm to the rock there's a chance he might see it (laughs) you know what i'm saying whereas you wanted to send a you know a a letter to johnny depp 20 years ago 30 years ago 20 years ago Mm -hmm. he might open it in a year you know what i'm saying like um people are much more attainable now and i think that that's changed this level of movie stars Mm -hmm. and this level of fame because i feel like i relate to you 
oh, you you drink matcha in the morning too? I, I do, do too. What a, you know what I'm saying? Like things like that. They feel like that. And that, I think that's, that's why these influences can blow up so quickly out of nowhere mm-hmm. because they're relatable. Yeah, so true. Okay, so let's get into obviously having this lifestyle and not knowing people's Uh-oh. intentions and things like that. What has it been like for you in gritty. your relationships? Here and it is. <laughs> I knew this was coming. Um, it's been, let me just think. When I first moved out, no, actually, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Four years ago. No. Um, what has it been for relationships wise? Um, I haven't dated in. Let me see. Let me make sure I get this right. Since 2021, it's the last time I dated. Yeah. Wow. It's just been. I guess I've gone on. I was going to say crickets. <laughs> I've been I guess I've like been like dating somebody but I haven't been in a relationship since 2021 um I don't know it the the first the first girl that I took out in LA she lived in LA Mm -hmm. didn't go so hot it just I think we went out probably three 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 four times maybe and I'm still friends with this girl to this day. She's still in our friend group. Um, but I was like, I just didn't like the way you handled that first like lunch we had. Like it was very much so post me, repost me. We're at Shake Shack. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Like, here's your fries. There, you know. It, but but that I thought to myself, this can't be. This can't be. There's all these beautiful women here. This cannot be. You guys are all not like this. And you're not. You're not, obviously. But, at, you know, at 21 years old, going on a date with this girl who I was like, oh, wow, she's, like, beautiful. And we go to dinner, and then all she was talking about was, like, social media and, and, and talking about, like, you know, doing this and then, like, panning it over. And, like, okay, now you repost me. And I was like, so awkward. Yeah. Incredibly awkward. She was, you know, She's shoot like, your why shot. Why you repost me? I keep checking. You didn't post it yet. <laughs> I was like, ah, I'm not really much on my phone, you know. <laughs> you know, um, just trying to enjoy our time. Um, that was that was one of the weirdest first dates, the first few dates that I had. Um, so you knew her intentions were not good. Correct. And I was like, this is fun. You're adorable, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna you know peace out. And she's fine. She's cool. She's chilling. She's like, not tripping about it at all. Neither am I. Um, and then, you know, I dated this girl. Uh, she was a Canadian. I met her through social media. So, again, like, a red flag, maybe. I don't know. But, like, no, the relationship was fantastic. It was me who who kind of cut the ties, like, in 2020 during COVID because we couldn't go see each other. And I was like, ah, mm-hmm. ah, this is a weird time. I can't leave my apartment. And, uh, and um, just, you know not in my right mind a lot of the time unfortunately so i'm just gonna cut the ties and so that wasn't that wasn't very good on my part because it was like a year and a half long relationship that i just cut for really no reason so that was that was really shitty of me sorry um yeah and and there's there's deeper layers i was gonna say there must be you don't just cut a relationship after a year unless there's deeper there's deeper layers that i I won't talk about on this podcast that you know i won't talk about to the platform or to this platform particularly but um yeah um and then after that i was chilling for a while so what is it like when you like go out and try to meet people 
like how do you know when someone likes you for you or not or like how do you navigate all this and like what is it like again like i said some people's intentions are just they, obvious they now obvious mm -hmm. yeah um it's it can be obvious and then you're like okay cool like i can vibe with you yeah i'm not gonna take you seriously you know what i'm saying yeah. um or if or you just you know kind of have to go into it more with an open mind if i don't feel anything off the first like any type of like not a red flag but a red flash of like yeah. you're trying to do something you have ulterior motives here then i'll just be myself mm -hmm. and and just go with the flow until you give me a reason yeah until you give me a reason i'm in let's do it let's try something let's go have fun whatever what it what's your favorite way a girl's hit on you before I don't even know. What's the funniest way a girl's hit on you? <sighs> so, I don't even think that it happens. I'm trying to think. Oh, it doesn't happen. Maybe in the DMs, <laughs> but I can't remember those. I can't remember those. Um, I've been sent a drink before. That was nice. <laughs> that was sweet. I, I was like, whoa, are we in the movies? What's going on? Like... <laughs> And this waiter came over. He's like, "And for you, sir." I was like, "I didn't order this." He's like, "No, no, no, from the lady." Like, Please, okay. I was like, "Thank you, lady." I wasn't attracted to her at all, but I went over and I thanked her, and, and that was Sweet. fine. Um, but you know, that's happened a couple times. The first time it happened, I was like, "Wow." Um, but I guess I can't really recall the last, the, the most funniest or the most okay, interesting well, way somebody hit on me. What's your What's your favorite quality about a female? Like, if you were like, what interests you the most? If someone, this is gonna surprise you. What? <laughs> I was gonna say something funny, but I can't. If, if If I'm If I'm If I'm If I'm sitting at a, at a, at a table or whatever. Set the, set the stage. I'm sitting at a table. The dinner's in front of me. I got my friends here with me. And I just, you know, crack my neck or whatever, look over, and I see a young woman with a nice pair of teeth. Oh. Got you there. I made you think for a second after I said pair. A pair of teeth. Set of teeth, I should say. That's it. You're sold. That, that, I, like, you have really nice teeth. Oh, respectfully. thank you so much. But, like, that... Especially if you're hygienic, you take care of your teeth. Okay, cool. Like, it's a basic thing. Brushing and flossing. It's basic. something that just turns you on about <laughs> the clean, clean teeth. Turns me on is crazy. But it, but, but it definitely, I can like, tell you floss. I was like... Colgate? Crest? <laughs> Colgate? Yeah, whatever. Crest. Crest 3D. Um... <laughs> No, that I, I I love it. I love I love nice teeth. I love That's nice. That's it. Teeth. That's all he's looking for, ladies. You know? I mean, nice teeth. Nice teeth. <laughs> I like I like fit. Nice teeth. That's how you slide into the DMs. You say I, I like say, your teeth. <laughs> send me a selfie of your teeth. Yeah. Um, send me a, a close up of your teeth. No. It's um, weird. What quality, like in a personality trait? Mm, humble. Humble. Again. I was Fun. crying because I laughed so hard. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Go on. Now I have black all over. You got black on the wing. I would say, yeah, somebody who is, you know, humble and fun and, like I said, doesn't take themselves too seriously because I don't take myself too ser too seriously. And to have two people who don't take themselves seriously, we will rule the world. Say you're interested in a girl mm -hmm. and you want to take her out on a first date. Tell us where you, where you would take them and what that date would look like. Okay. I can't even really imagine this right now um, because like I found myself in a situation where I'm like, oh, wow, you're adorable. Like I would take you out 
and then the time comes to like go and do it, I'll be like, mm, don't want to do it. Not because of them, just because I don't have any motivation to do it. Um, but if, if if that was the case, I would probably want to go to. Maybe I'd ask what you like. What do you like to eat? But again, you know, you're supposed to plan it, so it's like. No, it's nice to ask. You know, I want to make sure you don't hate sushi before I take you to a sushi restaurant. I think that's fair. But I like Yamashiro mm -hmm. in Hollywood. Nice overlooking Hollywood. It's a great spot. Catch steak. Mm -hmm. We've been there. So scrumptious. Um, again, I can't even think of like first date spots because I haven't been in so long. Because <laughs> I haven't done it in years. Did I, I ask the question right? Was it what? Is no, it? that was the right question. Oh, okay. I, I just, I, I, I haven't done it. It has been crickets. It has been <laughs> play a lot of video games nowadays. <laughs> now I can see why you're not going on dates. I would so much rather sit and play video games from, you know, 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. Damn. Then probably How many hours is that? I don't know. Do you move to pee? Yeah. Do you eat? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I deliver, I get food or you order. Sleep in the chair and then wake up in the morning and go again. I've never done that before, but I'd love to try. But no, I just I I haven't done that this date scenario, so I'm really trying to think. But Yamashiro, catch steak, those are basic, but also like, hey, let's go to Patty's on Riverside. <laughs> this little diner. It's a diner. It's oh, easy. cute. Um, it doesn't have to be that flashy, I don't think. I don't think that I, I dinner has to be that flashy. Oh. Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. I've asked my friends this question before. If a guy is interested in you and he takes you, he's, he wants to take you out, is coffee an acceptable first date? Um, if you're meeting on a dating app, I've heard. Um, I've heard that like a lot of girls will say, take me to coffee. I've had some of my friends say like, I'll, I'll tell them to take me to coffee because I've never met them yet. Mm. I feel like if you've met someone... I've still never went on a date from a dating app because I just feel weird. But I would say that if I've met someone before and they take me to coffee, then I'm like, why are we on like a quick interview when I literally know you? <laughs> that would be weird. You're like, I only have 15 minutes. What if, what drink do you want? What if, what if they only had 15 minutes though? Would that almost be like, I've only got 15 minutes for this morning for the next week and a half. Can I spend it with you? For the first day. <laughs> is that in, is that like nice or no? I don't know. I don't like it, but maybe some Copy girls you. would. Copy you. I don't know. I'd be like, why? See, see, it's if, for, if I don't know you, I'm gonna depends. Take you on if a I felt like day. we were having a, a business meeting, I'm totally down to meet you for coffee to like talk about a quick deal. Fair. Because it's a work week. <laughs> Fair. I I I like coffee. Uh-huh. I like coffee if I know you. I just don't do like blind dates. Mm. Or like I don't I've never went on a date with someone I don't haven't hung out with yet. So maybe I think that okay, to answer your question, I think girls would like the coffee date if they haven't met you in person yet. But if they've met you and hung out with you, I think it's a little odd. Sure. Sure, that's fair. I just like the coffee date because because of what he said. Because it's like, if we don't vibe in 10 minutes, I'm out. See yeah. Ya. I don't have to sit over an hour dinner or an hour and a half dinner. You don't like that awkwardness? I despise. Pulling teeth to discuss a topic? <laughs> I hate small talk. And it's like, I feel like I'm the one pushing the conversation, driving the whole conversation. I'm like, what? Do you want to ask? Do you want to like have a conversation? Or what are we doing? Like, yeah. Talk. Yeah. Speak. 
Dates are awkward. They can be. They really are. But yes, dinner. Awkward coffee dates and we're good. That's how he asked a girl on a date. It's so quick. It's so fun. Like you can make it 15 minutes or you can make it an hour. Wow. And I think that (laughs) I like the versatility of a coffee date because you're not locked in. The dinner, you're locked in for an hour. Yeah, I feel you. I just feel like if I knew you already and you were asking me to go on a coffee date, I'd feel like maybe just because I think it's just a personal thing. I would be like, oh, you you really have no time to carve out mm-hmm. to like sit down. That's what it would feel like for me. What? If I know you already, Ooh. I'd be like, all right, well then I'm busy too. I'm very busy by the way. So if I can carve out some time, sure. Right. Fair. Like that's what, that's how I would look at it. That's fair. But yes, I do think that if you don't know someone yet, I think it's a really good idea to do a coffee date and not like a long, awkward dinner. Yeah, because if you don't know me and somehow we get on the top of the pol- politics and we say something that we disagree with, that's going to make an awkward 55 minutes. <laughs> and then you're going to start asking other people to come sit with you at the table. and just, no, just I'd, I'd be looking around like, uh, <laughs> see if my friends are here. <laughs> like, you're yeah, like, oh, I, I got to go. So the other night when we were at dinner with all of our friends, I won't say it was just me and you because it wasn't. Yeah, it was all of my friends. Sorry. The other night when we were at a group dinner, Mm -hmm. you mentioned that you work on your mental health a lot. So I want to know more about that. Yes. I, I think, what do I do? I, I, I say something that I like about myself every day in the mirror. I name one thing. I love that. Just whether it's something physical, something uh, mental, how the way I think, the way I, the way I, you know, am thinking about the day already, or whatever, or you crushed that workout today. You got, you got it. You got to kind of hype yourself up, because um, you, you, you are your biggest supporter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're all your guy at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the biggest things that I practice. I practice, you know, like um, I write goals every week. Every month, every year. So the January 1st, it's like long-term goals. And then, you know, every month after that, you, you, you write your medium-sized goals that you, can, that you can achieve that month, whether it's like make X amount of money or mm-hmm. uh, create X amount of TikToks or something social, whatever it has to do career-based or life-based. It, um, the goals kind of help you to build your self-confidence and it builds your self-worth to like mm-hmm. know that I can take care of this I did this myself whatever it may be um, so that's like the two big things that I focus on and then saying no oh my god I love saying no oh it's it's no is a full sentence as we all know maybe we don't well, I, know. I didn't know that yeah so it's like hey you want to go grab coffee tomorrow just me and you not a business date not a business meeting just a date no. There you go. You don't have to make an excuse. You don't have to make an excuse. You know how you like you. I would feel so weird to just say no without making an excuse because I'm too nice. I, I'm so, I care about people's feelings. I do. Well, I don't know if I care that much about people's feelings, but I'm, I'm a very nice person, I think, deep down. Doesn't seem like it. No, but <laughs> I've had women tell me I was too nice and they wouldn't date me. And I was like, okay. Don't know what that means. Do you want me to be an asshole? Like, what do you want? Okay. But... You, saying no is probably one of the most powerful things to say. Whether it's like, yeah, it's respecting your energy. You gotta respect yourself first. Don't put, don't put. I mean, yes, 
put others first, but also <laughs> put yourself first in this capacity. Take care of yourself. If you're not For having sure. a good day and someone's like, hey, let's go out and get drink a dinner, go get coffee or do something. Yeah. Just basically like, no, I'm not because, no, I'm tired. No, I don't want to. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't you can want double to. down on I it. I just it's, genuinely you know, don't want to. That's my reason. That's, I've, I've said <laughs> I have that nothing before. to do today. <laughs> just, no. just, you know, no, I don't want to. I don't want to see you, you know. <laughs> I don't miss you enough to see you. That's funny. But uh, but saying no as is something that I've I've had to practice because yeah, probably only learned how to do it like a year ago, a year ago or so. But like, if you don't say no, you're you're gonna spread yourself too thin. And, so and, true. And and you'll end up doing poor work mm-hmm. because you're spread too thin. Yeah. Um. So. And you can't help others until you help yourself. It's huge. Sign it, seal it, deliver it. Yeah, because um, I'm someone that constantly like gives to people, sometimes too much. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'll be like, okay, because that's like my work. Like I help talent. Yeah. So like it's hard to just, it's like I'm always thinking about everyone. So sometimes I like give too much for them than myself. So that's something I always have to balance of like, okay, no, making sure that I'm I'm filling up my cup and not just filling up other people's cups. Fill it up. And then when you fill up your own, you can actually help more people. So, so yeah, saying no is really is really powerful. When you were writing your goals every month, do mm-hmm. you read them every day? Or do you just read them at the beginning of the month and then you review them at the end of the month? I have them in my notes app, so I'll, like, I'll, I'll check them a decent amount of time. I don't like put them in my mirror. Yeah. Um, or things like that. I just, I just, uh, I'll, I'll check them every now and then, but I don't like look at them every day. Like, okay, like let's so fucking get motivated. You know, like, I don't <laughs> like, you know, I don't do that type of thing. Um, but that every morning you say something you, you like about yourself because that's practicing morning. self self love. Come on, which is the most powerful energy you can have. Really? Yes. Are you an energy gal? Like crystals and things like that? There's crystals next to you. That's why you're in. You're in sync right now. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I. It's already been scientifically proven that we are made of energy. Right. So. No, I concur. I concur. So I've been um, every every morning. I have like a list of things that I like know I want to work on too, with my life, or like say that there's something I don't quite believe yet, or I feel like not as positive about something happening in my life. I like write those things down and twist it into a positive, mm-hmm. and then I read those every morning. Nice. To like reframe my way of looking at the world. And then I actually attract better things because I'm looking at things in a more positive way. That's brilliant. Yeah. So it, it reminds me of what you're saying because almost every morning I don't want to do it. But now I won't Never. let me, myself start my day unless I do it. Because every time I do it, my day goes so much better. Mm. And like I align with things and things just work out easier and so, but it, it's a lot of it is also like something's all right is just making myself feel good about me. <clears throat> so it's very much what you were saying. It puts you in a very good mental state and yeah, you just live a way more happy life. Mm. Yes. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I think that, I think that obviously I love that for you. For me, it's like. I can say that thing about myself, like, hey, I love your ears today, Mike. Thanks, Mike, you know, uh, or whatever it may be. Because but. don't you feel like you have to actually get yourself to believe it before you feel a shift? Like, yeah. so if you say to yourself, like, um, 
you truly have such a great personality. You're so magnetic. I love, I love that so many people always want to be around me. Say that was like your belief that you were taking on and you're saying that to yourself in the morning. You have to like get yourself to believe it. Right. No, no. I I hear what you're saying. Yes. I would never say that, but I I hear what you're saying. (laughs) So what are some things you say? I would say like, oh man, uh, you take care of people. You are, you are, you have a big heart. Mm-hmm. Say things like that. That that feels good. Yeah, but again, it's like I think what 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 we have to remember, like what people out there who may struggle with things remember is like not every day is going to be a good day, even if you do all of those things. Yeah. Even if you're as prepared as you can be, mm-hmm. your, sure. your your head's gonna you know play with you. Yeah. You know, I could say I love myself 50 times in the mirror and mean it. And then, you know, the chemicals in your brain might be like, mm, not today, you know, <laughs> you know. Um, and that's the unfortunate part about it is it's it, but you have to remember it just comes in waves. But have you like really heard about <clears throat> like most of our things in life come from when you really dig deep, not feeling worthy, which means not having self-love. Yeah. So I know that. Yeah. So practicing it is really powerful. Mm. Okay. So the Mm. fun stuff that I know you absolutely love. I'm just kidding. Mm. So tell us about what you can say. I know there's a lot of like restrictions and things around the strike that's going on with actors and writers. Give us a little clarity in the ways that you can about what's going on. So essentially, uh, from my understanding, is the WGA and the SAG-AFTRA. Uh, guild union, they are they are they are they are fighting for a better deal. When I because I think there's like every four or five years there's a deal signed with the AMPTP, which is essentially all the heads of the studios. We just want a little bit of you know uh, fairness when it comes to uh, the AI because I know a lot of people are in fear of the AI kind of taking over. I know some of the Things that they had, you know, talked about in in the in the first contract were like scanning background actors mm-hmm. and then not ever needing them again, mm-hmm. and like also scanning actors to not ever need them, not 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 ever not need them again, but to to kind of diminish them to a degree. And then uh, the biggest one is residuals. Um, actors and writers alike are both fighting for fair residuals when it comes to a lot of the streaming sites mm-hmm. because numbers aren't released, and so people. C- are either getting just just you know tiny little thirteen cent residuals from a TV show that they've worked on and and so you know I know all of the actor friends that I have we all stand in solidarity with you know the WGA and and, and SAG-AFTRA uh, alike and all we can do is keep picketing keep trying to put pressure on the AMPTP and and hopefully a, a deal will be done. Soon, I know that WGA is currently, excuse me, they were talking again to the NPTP, but then they just they just said, I think yesterday or two days ago, that the, the, the deal is not good enough still. So we still fight. We fight on. It's so interesting because I feel like it's such a dark future to think about. Like, you being an actor is probably feels, there's reasons why you're doing it you probably fall in love with doing it and Mm -hmm. being in that process and doing that in your day like it would be so weird to like see yourself on 
TV or movie and you didn't even act it because now they like took your face right. and you're like, oh, look at me doing that. Like, what would you do every day? You'd just be like, all right, guess I got to go find another career, but I'm still famous for this movie and all this stuff. Like, it's so weird. I, 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 I don't know. I think you'd still... I think that whoever would be scanned would still technically make money. So you'd be able to like... Yeah, you'd still make money. Yeah. But you'd be chilling. You'd have nothing... Like the most fulfilling part of, of acting to me is 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 when you're across from your partner and you, you reach this creative high. It's... it's woo, There is nothing quite like being in a scene and, and getting to a climax or getting to a moment and... and you just you you they yell cut and you kind of just forget what happened. Mm-hmm. It's a blur. It's a blackout. That's and, cool. And that's what I think every single actor kind of strives for, is to achieve this high, this creative high that you, that you that I've only experienced on sets. That's so cool. Wow. I I I actually haven't heard anyone talk about that. That's really cool. Really. Yeah. Mm. That like that you like blackout and you like get to a place like that. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you about like method acting. Is that mm-hmm. the one where you can get like lost in a character and then you cannot come back? <laughs> <laughs> Not come back. I mean, I think I think so it's so. hard to come back. Yeah, I think I think I think that's like the one that people are like where you basically stay in character for the whether you're walking around on set and you stay in character or whether you drive home as the character and go to sleep as a character and wake up as a character. I don't know. Some people take it yeah. to certain extremes, but it's like also method acting, I think, can fall into the category of like just taking um like doing extreme things to like mm-hmm. prepare yourself for the role like christian bale for instance yeah he's one of the most notorious ones who you know lost a bunch of weight for the machinist and then lost a bunch of weight for um uh, i can't even think of the the boxing movie with with uh i can't think of it the, the title of it. um and then putting on a bunch of weight for batman and then you know putting it yeah, on for, for vice and you know he he's i think he's one of the you know most notorious ones to to do that mm-hmm. i think it's it's definitely cool to see and would i put on some weight or lose some weight sure mm-hmm. i don't know if i'd want to walk around with like an 80 pound gut though like, yeah <laughs> to play dick cheney like but That's doing all that is like when I imagine those actors like watch it and then they're like, it's fulfilling to know how much they like broke a limitation in their mind to become this character. Mm. It's probably like very cool to to see yourself get to that place. And it's probably very fulfilling because of that. So it's just weird to think of AI like removing all of it. Taking it all away. Yeah, it's just, it's scary. Yeah. It's fearful. So we are fighting a digital war. A digital war. <laughs> iRobot is is after us. We're 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 gonna try to hopefully figure out something and just you know at the end of the day I just want to go back to work. Mm-hmm. We all just want to go back to work. Like yes, we want a fair deal, of course. Has it been weird this time, like not working? Yeah, it it feels like COVID with freedom. Yeah. It feels like COVID with freedom. Like, like, there's just, there's not a lot to do. I mean, yeah, I work on my own things and I'll write my own things and my own thoughts and create my own projects, whatever. Like, that's been fine. Mm-hmm. But I miss, <clears throat> I miss work. Mm-hmm. I miss waking up and having a schedule. And I miss, I, obviously, I know I can create my own schedule, but I miss having someone make a schedule for me. <laughs> I like when they do it. No, you I know, you. I, yeah, I just, I, I miss, I miss work. So I do this thing called manifest moment mm. and it's where you 
envision yourself three years from now. Where will you be and what will you have accomplished? Hopefully alive and breathing. Um, still living in Los Angeles. I will have accomplished uh, the, the, the end of a long running show. The button of a long running show. The bow of a long running show. And hopefully the beginning of a new one. And maybe like a brand deal. Just one. <laughs> maybe, I mean, listen, another campaign would be great. Three years from now, what? Three, oh, three years is a long time. Yes, what will you have Let's accomplished? And picture where would you be in this moment that you envision? In this moment, let's see. August 25th, <laughs> 2.30. PST, I would be um, probably still in my house. Probably just chilling in my house. Just chilling. Probably like, like, what, two, 2.40? Probably like... What will you have accomplished? Oh, what will I have accomplished? Yeah. <laughs> Where will you be? Um, probably at home. Probably just at home playing video games. <laughs> but like, um, hopefully, like I said, putting a bow on a long-standing show and sending that show off, um, and then hopefully picking up another show mm-hmm. and having done that for a year or two uh, by that time, and then in that three-year time frame, I hope to have accomplished. I will have accomplished. Let mm-hmm. me say. Let me, let me let me use my words correctly. At least three more campaigns mm-hmm. of different brands or repeat brands. And then still single, chilling, <laughs> safer. Um, maybe I haven't, I got, maybe I have a, a added a guest house so my mom can come visit more often. Oh, that's cute. Because that's what she's like, I want you to put a casita in the backyard. I'm like, okay, relax. I, I imagine myself doing that for my mom. Yeah, like, come on, come hang. Yeah, I would love it. You have your space. (laughs) I have my space. Don't come into the main house. (laughs) Don't come into the main house after 11, Mom. You know, (laughs) whatever. Uh, Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Okay, so what what is your billion-dollar quality that got you to where you are now in life? I'm not good at these types of answers because I don't like to talk about myself, but... Maybe like my genuineness. I love that. That's a good one. Yeah. My smile, maybe. <laughs> Your teeth. I do love my teeth. Yeah. My okay. genuine my genuine smile. How about that? I'm kidding. Not my genuine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then thank you so much for coming on the show. Let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Mm, you can find me. Thank you for having me, first of all. Oh, thanks for coming on. Of course. We laughed a lot. We did. I made you cry a couple times. Yeah. Wow. Um, we, uh, you can find me on Instagram at MichaelB05. You can find me on Snapchat at the same thing. You can find me on Twitter at MichaelEvansB005, I think. And you're playing Twitch now. And I'm playing Twitch now. And that Twitch is MichaelB0505. Where you just go and live and do you just talk shit the whole time? I... <laughs> What are you talking about? I on those play lives? games. I interact with the viewers. I say, "How are you guys doing today? What's your weekend plans?" I streamed before this, actually, um, but I play video games. Super cool. 
All right. Thanks for coming on. Of course. <laughs> so that's it for you today, my billion dollar baby. As always, please comment and let us know what parts resonated with you the most. Michael and I will be reading through all your comments and responding. I'm so excited to see you again next Tuesday where we'll have another exciting episode. Follow us at Billion Dollar Baby on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and we'll see you next week.